Hey. Hey. Hello and welcome to Hello. season two, episode three of the Not Okay, It's Okay podcast. Okay. Today, we are talking about mental health stigma. Yes. It has come up before, but before I tell you about that, why don't I introduce the show? <laughs> Not Okay, It's Okay <laughs> podcast is a place for us and you to not be okay and share about it. Rashida and I are here to yeah. provide that safe space and to normalize as well that, you know, the it's struggle okay to is be, real. And it's okay to be not okay. Exactly. Yes. So here we are. And today we get to welcome two incredible women Yay. Yay, to our show. They are um, Samantha Foster and Natasha Nefrini. And they come to us we found them, they found us through Rethink Stigma. Yes. Uh, which Wonderful we're gonna hear. Yes. Yeah. We're gonna hear more about. We have them joining us from uh Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And <laughs> from uh don't tell me Nev not Nevada. No, it's Arizona. Nevada. Where it's warm. Make it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Samantha, we're coming your way. Yeah, we yeah. might. We might. You're going to tell us all about this concert and we're going to Oprah and Gail it out there. We think yeah. on a road trip style. Um, with, with crab legs. So, so, <laughs> crab legs. so <laughs> ladies, welcome and thank you for being here with us. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yes. Thank you. So exciting. So, um, we want to say a little bit about, first of all, Rethink Stigma is a nonprofit 5013C, right? And mm -hmm. it was founded by you, Samantha. Yeah. So, um, it, so yeah, they promote like mental advocacy, advocacy education, empowerment. Yes, and creative expression. Yes, and just um, looking at how society views and treats mental health. Um, so we came together because Samantha was kind enough to share one of our podcasts Have, on yes. Rethink Stigma. And we totally freaked out. And Rashida was like, oh my God, did you <laughs> We're see? We're a celebrity now. Yeah, Rashida goes right to celebrity. And I'm like, oh my goodness, someone listens. And that's amazing. And so we kind of started to, to talk and get to know each other a little bit. And here we are. Here um, we are. So welcome. And Natasha is, yes. So Natasha, you will tell us more about your journey. You are a, a writer, an advocate, um, a mother. Um, you, uh, talk about postpartum, you, some of your story comes through postpartum depression, anxiety. And so yeah. we want to hear all about this and thank you in advance, ladies, for your candor, your honesty yes, and yes. your vulnerability. Yes. Thank so, you. Let's get this let's get the party so started. Let's, let's start with Samantha because you are Rethink Stigma. Can you tell us about, no pressure at all. <laughs> um, can you tell us how you arrived to create this incredible space? Sure. And thank you. My gosh. Um, <laughs> um, so I founded Rethink Mental Health Incorporated or Rethink Stigma as we're kind of known on social um, uh, on October 10th of 2018, which is World Mental Health Day. Mm. And uh, the organization really came um, out of my own mental health journey um, after a lifetime of struggling, of feeling, feeling extremely bogged down by the stigma, of feeling like I was a burden, like I would never achieve anything, like really just a bleak outlook on my future um, that changed when I finally received the diagnosis that was correct for me. I detoxed off medications that I was misprescribed that were causing more problems than they were helping. Um, and I finally got a glimpse at empowerment by getting the right help. And 
through that empowerment, I was able to really embrace who I am. I was able to realize that my mental health doesn't define me um, and that I can achieve whatever I put my mind to. Um, but in the same token, it's okay for me to not be okay sometimes. And I can allow myself that time. I'm no weaker or lesser for needing my space, for needing my time, for setting boundaries in my life to make myself healthy. Um, so through that empowerment, I really wanted to reach out to those who had been in my shoes before, who had who were suffering in silence and felt like they were lost and hopeless and, and reach out an arm uh, to let them know that they're not alone and that it is okay to be okay. Um, I reached out to a couple different organizations and I tried to find ways to volunteer, but I couldn't find a place that would really allow an advocacy space um, as I'm not a mental health professional. So that's when I decided to just pull up my own bootstraps and create what I wanted to be essentially. And also in doing so, give others who are in my same position, whether they had firsthand experience with mental health, whether they just wanted to do something about this, this cause, this stigma, also give them a voice to advocate. And Natasha is one of our fantastic advocates who's been with us uh, almost the entire year of this advocacy program. So um, that that is essentially the the way it began and it's just flourished from there. Yes, yes. it seems like it evolves. I mean, you have yes. advocates all over the world. So incredible. Everybody make sure you are checking out Rethink Stigma. We're gonna give you everywhere to check it out and see Literally, you've opened up a world yes. of mental health advocates. Yes. It's so impressive. It's so important. Nationwide. And it's so necessary. Yes. So thank you for that explanation. Um, and so we will do that segue to Natasha, who has been on board for this Hi, entire Natasha. advocacy. And hey, <laughs> welcome. And so Natasha, tell us a little bit about you how you arrived here um, and, and how you kind of linked in with Samantha and what you were doing before. Like what, how did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, as, well, first off, thank you for having me. So welcome. Yes. Um, as Samantha stated, I became an advocate for Rethink back in um, May of 2020. I can't believe it's been, time is flying by. Yeah, yeah. happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And, um, what led me to where I am today is after the birth of our son in 2018, um, I, just to backtrack a little bit, I've always dealt with anxiety, but it was more, it was manageable, you know, um, and I didn't really think too much of it, you know, at the time. But then after I gave birth to our son and I started to just notice that my level of anxiety just kind of, it became more severe. Like, you know, I just have... It could be I would be pumping milk for my son and I would have a full on panic attack out of nowhere in the kitchen as I'm, you know, storing the milk. Right. You know, I started to just notice <clears throat> that, you know, just these feelings of just sadness and I couldn't understand. I'm like, you know, I just gave birth. I should be very happy. I, I am happy. Why am I so sad? You know, I, I just couldn't understand. Wow. And you talk about like, the mood swings, like my poor husband, thank God for his lovely patience. For him because he was catching all of the heat, all of the smoke. He was getting it. Uh -huh. yes. And, uh, and, you know, and I, even though I was realizing this, I was in denial about it. Cause you know, like um, we work with this 
awesome doula um, who came in like through the second half of my um, pregnancy and she spoke about, you know, postpartum depression and what to look out for. And she talked and she spoke about it with my husband and he was very good at like, he'll just check in and ask me, like, was I okay? But mm-hmm. I have a lot of pride, <laughs> I will admit. Mm-hmm. And sure. so even though I wasn't feeling okay, I was still be like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm fine. You know, and I was just in denial because I was, I felt like, what kind of mom am I to, you know, why am I, you're being sad. You have no right to be sad. Like to me, admitting that I was dealing with this postpartum depression was admitting that I was weak in a way. Like it made me feel like I was weak. Cause um, it's a little bit about how I grew up, you know, um, in our family, like in our home, like you just didn't, you didn't talk about things that made you sad or made you feel weak. You just, you dealt with it. You swept it under the rug. Uh-huh. And um, the more I talk to other people, I just, I, this is the thing in the, in the black community as a black woman, that's like the thing. You don't talk about that. You don't, there's no such thing as going to counselors or therapists. Right. No, you deal with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what I was dealing with while I was experiencing all these emotions till one day it just became, it came to a head. Like I just had a massive blow up towards my husband, like just wild. And I just went and I locked myself away in our bathroom and I threw myself to the floor and I just, I, I balled up and I just cried and I stayed there for hours. I did not come out until I could hear that he and our baby went to sleep. And I was like, I'm getting emotional just even thinking about it. So I'm trying not to cry, but, um, but um, I was like, I need to speak to somebody. This is, this is, I don't know what's going on. I need to talk to somebody. So um, first off, I, I like wrote an apology and just expressed myself in an email to my husband, letting him know like all these emotions I'm dealing with. I don't understand, but I'm going to talk to someone. And then wow. the first thing he mentioned, he was like, well, reach out to our doula. So she was the first person I spoke to. And she came to me and she said that she was able to tell right away, even though I was telling her that I was okay, mm-hmm. she was seeing signs that I was not okay, mm-hmm. but she was like, she didn't want to force anything on me, but she was happy that I finally came to her. And then I was like, if, if you know anybody I can talk to. So she had a great like Rolodex of like amazing, like counselors and therapists. So she referred mm-hmm. me to a lady mm-hmm. and I started going to the sessions and then while there and just talking to her, I actually, uncovered that I have been a repressed, depressed person for many, many years. Like just uh-huh. a lot of trauma that I didn't even realize that I was repressing came to the surface. So it's kind of just made me think like probably all the pregnancy hormones and the post, everything it was kind of like universal screaming to me, you need to deal with this stuff now, you know? So I, I'm very grateful that mm-hmm. I got the courage to want to go and see a professional to talk to somebody because I was able to just express so much stuff that I had repressed. And it all, it opened me up to realizing that this is something that we don't speak about a lot in the Black community mm-hmm. and that we need to talk about this. Because when I went to therapy, it, it made me realize too that there were other people, specifically like women in my family, that they were depressed or they are depressed, but they don't mm-hmm. deal with it. They do or they, or they deal with it in other like toxic hurtful ways. Yeah. Yeah. Drugs, alcohol, and a whole yeah. host of other things. I started to realize this. And then I it, it encouraged me to want to share my story. And then when I began to share my story on social media, other moms opened up too. 
and even other like even other black moms and just moms in general about you know we don't talk about this enough and yeah. that's what led me when I, I was on an actual like influencer like platform and I saw rethink and that they were looking for advocates and about mental health so I was like yes this is like an opportunity to give back in a way and bring awareness sure. mm-hmm. you know so that's and I reached out to Samantha and here you are. Wow. Amazing. And I'm I'm so glad, you know, Natasha, to hear you use, you know, to to say it was weak, to have that recognition that in your community where you were in your family of origin, like it was weak to talk to somebody, to complain, to be sad, Mm -hmm. you know, and to recognize that you're the opposite of weak, you know, and same thing, Samantha, you know, in terms of recognizing that when we actually have that awareness that we need help, it is the epitome of strength. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we get to that space and, um, you know, Natasha, I relate, uh, you know, a lot just, you know, in that I'm a mom as well. And I was anxious before having my son. And when I had my son, like a few months later, my anxiety just started to rear its ugly head again. And I think it's, you know, because stuff goes unprocessed, you know, we don't kind of check our fears, you know, we just kind of roll with them and allow them to, to overpower us. And in essence, take over our lives um, and our livelihood and our happiness and our joy. So, I mean, amazing to you. I'm so happy. And and your husband sounds like he's a dream um, you know, <laughs> in terms of, you know, recognizing, understanding and being a partner and showing up. So that's yeah. incredible as well. Um, yeah. Wow. And I just want to say, like, what resonated with me when you, were, you talked about, you know, again, African-American culture, which is absolutely true. You know, what happens in the house stays in the house it, and go yeah. outside of there. Yeah. So it was great that you you were able to reach out, that you had that support. You know, it's almost like an awakening, sure. right? Yeah. Like, Whoa! Like there's yeah. a name for what I what I'm going through. Right. You know, yeah. and that now you took that, and now you can give back and say, hey, it's okay. You mm-hmm. know, there's nothing wrong with seeking out therapy or mm-hmm. you know seeking out help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so not only are you reaching out mm-hmm. via social media to you know, people just looking to form a community, you're able to, you know, in, in your own family, you've developed this awareness, yes. like, wow, yeah. we don't really care for our mental health. Mm-hmm. We're not really processing yeah. through traumas and all that stuff. And so mm-hmm. here you are, you have this platform in your family as well. Mm-hmm. And to kind of make things different, you know, when it, mm-hmm. when it comes to your son and your family, which is amazing. I think that's an amazing thing that we all can do. And and what we're all actively doing here is normalizing, right? So normalizing mental health. So what would we say? I mean, how would you ladies define stigma? Um, I would define stigma as the stereotypes and and misunderstandings of a certain group that essentially puts them into a poor light and becomes a regularly understood viewpoint when in fact it is very much false and distorted uh-huh. and discouraging. Um, and in fact, we have on our, on our website, we have a whole 
PowerPoint video I narrate um, <laughs> about what the stigma is, um, about common mental health stigmas and why they're false, mm -hmm. um, about what the impact of the stigma is and just how devastating it is because it does force us into suffering and silence because we don't feel safe. We don't feel yeah. accepted. We feel judged. And I, I think, again, especially as a mom, there's additional stigmas just on being a mom in general that we have to be these yes. superwomen. Yep. Yep. We have it all put together, even just in parenting alone, let alone our mental health, our personal life, our professional life, and balancing all of that, that compounds the mental health component mm -hmm. so much more. Mm -hmm. um, Beautifully said. So, yeah. yeah. Beautifully said. I just want to take a second to say hello to some people listening. Hey, <laughs> Rada and Alona and yes. Tina. And who else do we have here? Giuseppe. Hey. We have April here. <laughs> Hi. Um, yeah. And and so I, if I miss anybody, I'm sorry. And thank you so much for listening to us. Um, and yes, stigma also uh, leads to shame. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't read the name. AKA April. Oh, Hi, April. Um, so yeah, so that's, that is, you know, there's a cause and effect for everything, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. so when stigma is upon us and, you know, let's face it, it's not just in the mental health world. It's anything oh, yeah. that sets us apart from anybody, yeah. it's anything different, you know, and, and that unfortunately makes us, like you said, Samantha, go inward and, mm -hmm. you know, suffer in silence, which leads mm -hmm. to the shame, to guilt, you know, and just all of these um, very alienated feelings, alienating yeah. Yeah. feelings. Hey, Rita. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, I think about the underlying pinning is of, of stigma is fear. Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah. I'm afraid of what they don't know, mm -hmm. and I just mm -hmm. talk, you want to talk more about that. Like, I mean, I know it, it was it must have been tough to just kind of say yes, this is what I'm dealing with. How did your family, if you don't mind sharing, how how did they take that? Well, you know, um, there's still a lot of like unresolved issues with that. Like, I, I well, I would say I I definitely spoke a lot about it with my mom, mm -hmm. and you know, she it seemed like she she listened and. I don't think she still fully grasped. Sure. Grasped it, you know, and process. Yeah, right. It's a process, you know, and um I even I know I tried even tried inviting her to a few sessions because mm -hmm. when me going to therapy made me realize that like my mom, like depression um, runs through my family, but I've just sure. seen people deal with it in very toxic ways. Sure. So I'm like I'm like the first person in my family to ever go to therapy. Mm -hmm. But it just it just didn't work out that way. So mm -hmm. unfortunately um you know like I said I'm the only person that's ever gone to therapy and mm -hmm. things like that and been able to to bring some things to light. But mm -hmm. please say no like hey this is what I'm doing and Absolutely. it's okay for you to do it too. I tried to open that door you, we can lead a horse to water, but we can't make them drink. And yes. like Samantha said, you know, we have to throw in that B word, right? Boundaries. I'm going to, I'm going to yes. now set yeah. some healthy boundaries to make myself healthy. You know, mm -hmm. so again, we can introduce the idea to yeah. our families, but we can't make them be like, oh, great job, girl, being in, you know, therapy. Yeah. Like, I can't believe she's doing it. And that's okay. Yeah. And what's coming up for me, I'm thinking about like generational patterns, right? Yes. And generations, this is, this is, you know, we, we kept the secret, you know, mm -hmm. and this is what it was. But now that you've, you know, opened it up and are open about it, your child or children yes. can, can learn that, okay, it's okay 
to say that I need help. I'm right. not a weak mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And that's becoming a becoming a mother is what really uh, motivated me to want to seek out help and to be better to break those generational generational curses. You know, I wanted to make sure that I can be as healthy as possible for our son. You know, mm-hmm. so that's what really motivated me. I mean. So incredibly, as a therapist, like to hear that is so. I mean, it's you are like the epitome. I think I use the word epitome again, but the epitome of strength. Like, yeah. oh my goodness, like a client in action, you know, who recognize like here she is on the bathroom floor, literally fighting for your life, yeah, and fighting for the life of your family, and you're like, I need help. Yeah. And, and you, you just, you're in action, which is incredible mm-hmm. and so empowering. And you, maybe you don't know, I um, am co-owner of the empowerment center here in New Jersey with my partners, Robin and Kristen. And like, so the two of you, like you just scream empowerment. <laughs> so yeah, exciting. I feel like we're family. Um, <laughs> so it's just so amazing. And so, um, it's just incredible. Can I just want, I just want to touch on something. Um, so, you know, oh, oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you know, I was, you know, looking at the wonderful, beautiful site, uh, Rethink Stigma, mm-hmm, and I was looking yeah. over some of your affirmations, Natasha. Mm-hmm. And there was one that really stood out to me. They all stood out, but this one stood, stood. Um, and it said, you know, uh, self-care is not selfish. Taking care of you first makes you a better you for everyone else. Yes. Right. And, and and mental health, you know, taking care of our mental health is part of self-care. Yeah. You know, and um, so what drove you to that that quote? Well, um, I've learned I'm naturally a person who puts everyone else before herself. I've always done that. And I've, and also just being in situations growing up where I had to put everybody else before me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what it was like to take time out for myself. Or even when I've had um, experiences where I tried to take some time to myself and I was made to feel guilty about having time for myself. So I had to learn through this healing and going through therapy that like if I don't take time for myself. I'm going to be a mess. I'm going to be no good for myself or anyone that's in my space that it's okay. Like you need some time to recharge. And no matter what anybody says, everybody needs time to recharge. It is not selfish. You know, it's healthy. You know, you don't want to be near people that scream, I'll sleep when I die. That's like Uh (laughs) something I've always heard growing up or, Uh you know, it's like, no, you're you probably going to get there a lot sooner if you don't sleep. Right? Exactly. Yeah, because we could talk about sleep hygiene and the importance yeah. of our brain actually resting. Yeah. yeah, you're so right. We're getting yeah. a lot of comments. I just want to acknowledge. So <laughs> um, kudos to you, Natasha, for taking your power Absolutely. back. You Thank are brave, you. Natasha. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes. Uh, I love the empowerment center. SUNY is amazing. Yes, she is. And thank (laughs) you. Um, Cheryl says, um, it took me a long time to seek therapy because still to this day, my husband uh, 
doesn't believe and thinks therapy is for crazy people. So I make my sessions when he isn't home. Good for you, Cheryl. That is you taking charge and saying, I don't care what other people think of therapy. This is about me, how Mm -hmm. I do it. And I need it for my health. So Mm -hmm. rock on Cheryl. And I think it's just a reminder that not everybody's going to get it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Not everybody's going to get it. And sometimes, you know, just finding support in people that actually get it. Absolutely. Then yes, yes, a hundred percent. And not everybody needs to agree with you, but just knowing that we decide. Yeah. And you decide. Yeah. And I think that's why rethink stigma is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, to be supported yes. by this like family. I don't know if, you, if that's what you consider, but just a family. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly what the advocacy program is all about. Um, you know, there's a, a, a missing piece in, in a sense, our, our mental health journey, which is a lot of us don't have advocates in our lives. We don't have people where, in fact, a lot of the reason we're suffering in silence might be because our families or our family of origin or the people around us are the ones holding us back. Mm-hmm. So as advocates, we can be peers to help be that point of contact and help guide them to the professional help, help be kind of the, the as Natasha's doula was, you know, that yeah, person who can trust to reach out to yes. who can say, it's okay, here's what you can do next. Or here's, yeah. you don't have to feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there's such a power in that, especially as most of us have lived experience. So we really can say with honesty, I don't know exactly what you're going through. I may not even know how to help you, but I know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And through our family of support, you are going to feel welcomed and accepted and empowered. Um, and we're going to help guide you to take care of yourself because you deserve it. You are worth it. Mm-hmm. I so love that. And I, you know, to share more, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I say it on every dang show, but (laughs) as a therapist, I share with my clients, like there are, there are therapists who have a style when they do not self-disclose at all. Mm -hmm. I am very vocal to all of my clients about, uh, you know, I am a career changer because my anxiety put me on this trajectory where I was like, okay, this just occurred in my life. Anxiety literally halted my life and changed me as a human. And I need to know more and I need to help. And I need people to know that it's okay. You know? And so I'm the first to say, listen, don't, don't try to call me on Thursday at two (laughs) o'clock because I'm in session with my own therapist because I feel like it's relatable and it's, we it's, it's, I kind of feel like it's my responsibility as a therapist. I would feel like a fraud if I didn't share that. Mm-hmm. It's like it's part of me. And yeah. if I know it's going to help make me relatable with my client for them to know, wow, she's a therapist and she has anxiety. Yes, I do. <laughs> and here are some of the skills that I use, you know? And so it's so important, like you both said, to just to share, to, to, yeah, to be that, that hand, that arm that yeah. reaches out and says, Hey, I get it. And I might not get it, but I get you and yeah. I, you, yeah. and we're going to get you to someone who can help. You yeah. Know? And, I, and I think also too, just, just piggybacking off of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do the piggyback, but you, want me to jump <laughs> like back? I'll show you. <laughs> you know, but like, I forgot what I was going to say. Here she goes. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Rashida Kaiser. What I can say? We were talking about I lending totally a hand, forgot. lending a hand, oh, being God, that person. All right, we'll get back her. to her. Um, so, oh, yes. See? Sometimes, you know, people think that therapists are almost like superhuman. 
right? Mm-hmm. Therap- therapists don't go through stuff, mm-hmm. right? And I just like how you That's are. That's a pile of poop. <laughs> I like how you're transparent, you yeah. know, and, um, you know, just, just, and again, I, I think us having this show, mm-hmm. just wanting just to normalize and yes. just know that, you know what, like we go through our stuff, yes. right? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, I yeah. just wanted to. And, and there might be clients that I share that with that are like, you know what, I don't know if we're going to be a good match. And you know, that is fine. Yeah. I I respect it. If yeah. you want a, a therapist that is more, you know, straight face, that's fine. I'm going to help you get, find that person. If you want a therapist you that know, writes with a pen. No problem. If you want a therapist that brings <laughs> the pen, yeah, a fun <laughs> pen or whatever, that's okay too. The bottom line is let's be relatable. Let's normalize this mental health thing. We are mm-hmm. everybody every single person in the world mm-hmm. who has a brain and has mental health has mental health issues. I hate mm-hmm. to break it to you, everybody. If you don't know that, we all have mental health issues, whether it's yeah. managing our emotions or anger, yeah. or feeling sad sometimes or feeling yes. angry. We all have it. And, and mo- yeah. you have those emotions. Yes, yes. it's know? necessary. Yeah, it's okay. You know, um, yeah, so Natasha, wow. You know, um, so how I I saw that you were a mom influencer. Mm, Tell me more about that. That's like, I love the influence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got um, after I became a mom, I I started really seeing like the world of like influencers, like just take over and and grow. And then I I started to just study that because, you know, I'm like, I'm on social media, but, you know, it's like, I just don't want to post. I want to like make an impact or do something cool, you know, Mm -hmm. and I that started to see that there was a market for, you know, mothers, you know, young parents and which makes sense. Cause you know, there you become a new mom and there's all these products or even like just services. Like they even have stuff for like just meditation for mothers, like mm-hmm. to yeah, take yeah. a little bit of time alone, yeah. 15 minutes and just go breathe, mm-hmm. you know? But um, yeah, I started, once I started to see that, uh, I just started to rebrand my social mm-hmm. media so that I can start having a presence on that side, yeah. and, yes, and then I started to just research to see to find a different platforms that cater to influencers, and I put myself on those platforms and just started to like just network and see what opportunities I can become, you know, involved with. Love that. Yeah. That's That's yeah, I saw you like browsing, not browsing, scrolling. I'm so old. I'm <laughs> browsing. I was just browsing on your Instagram page. <laughs> and I saw you in the shirt. Um, the future is stigma free. And I was like, yes, that is incredible. I need to know where you got that shirt because I want one too. Um, Samantha. Yeah, that's an organization what? shirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me where I could buy one. I need one. Um, so, you know, just on, you know, both of you promoting healthy discussions, like that's really what you're both doing. And so it makes so much sense that the two of you came together. I mean, if that is not the universe, just working her beautiful magic, <laughs> I don't know what is. And we feel that way yeah, in now absolutely. having this connection with Samantha and now you, Natasha, it is, it's yes. refreshing. Yes. It's so, um, it's so good to know that the world has people like you two incredibly strong women Absolutely. in it. Absolutely. Um, we we too want to be therapist influencers, but we have no idea how <laughs> we'll chat about that another time. But this this has been amazing. Yeah, and I just want to just you know, so for there's there's a lot of moms out there mm-hmm. um, that are suffering in silence that that don't think it's 
that what they're feeling after having a baby is okay, that there's, that they, yeah. there's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. What would you tell them, Natasha, um, those that are going through it and feel a sense of shame? Well, first I would say that when you're not alone and what you're feeling, you're not weak. Um, don't feel ashamed and that there are people that you, you know out here that want to listen to you, that you can talk to, reach Reach out to somebody will be the biggest thing I would say. Don't continue to suffer in silence. Yeah. Reach out to somebody for help. Yeah, Love that. And I just want to say one more last um, affirmation that I love, and I'm going to brand it. Um, it says, <laughs> yes, you are all of that. <laughs> yes. yes. That. You are all that. And that's what you are all of that. Mm, yes. yes. Um, Samantha, I want to touch on one thing too. And then we're going to do our bowl of no shame and tell everybody where they can find you. Cause the two of you are working on an exciting project, which we'll get to <gasps> in a second. But Samantha, I just wanted you to speak on um, your podcast, feel the music. Ooh, sure. Can you just share some of that? Because I know that Music just is, you know, people say love is my religion. Music is my religion. Like, right. (laughs) I mean, it is like the ultimate force, the ultimate connector. So please uh, enough about me. Tell me about that. (laughs) Sure. sure. Thank you. Um, So the third branch of our organization that we're developing out and it's the newest kind of thing is our creativity branch, which really focuses on mental health uh, through expressions because whether it be music, art, or writing, there's so many, like Natasha does, writing, there's such value in being able to express what you're going through, um, and also to read, listen, or look at art, or whatever it may be, expressive mediums for mental health, because sometimes mental health is not as tangible. You know, it's it's not something you can necessarily fit in a cookie cutter box, mm-hmm. or put one that strong, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my gosh, how do they know how I'm feeling? Like, how are, how do they write these lyrics just for me? Yeah. Or you listen to that song that that gets you pumped every morning, and you're having a tough time, and you just put on that jam, and you're like, no, mm-hmm. I am worth it. Uh-huh. Um, so the songs you cry to, the songs that empower you, the songs that touch you in that certain moment and you just feel so heard even though you're not talking to anybody um that's what the field of music podcast is all about so we feature a different song in each episode that relates to mental health or emotions in some way kind of fits into those uh those genres and we talk to artists as well about what their inspiration was for writing it where they were mentally what their journey was um and we're starting season two actually this saturday my first episode starting for season two um and in addition to that we also are having a benefit concert under the same theme um so we're really really excited (laughs) fantastic um it's gonna be december 4th uh in las vegas nevada at the las vegas brooklyn bowl um, and we're going to have a lineup of fantastic artists. Hopefully mm-hmm. as many as possible of our advocates will be there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see all of us in action. <laughs> I feel like we got to take a trip. I know. We, I said, we said before off camera and, and off mic or whatever that we want to Oprah and Gail it to uh, <laughs> down there, across there, not down. Sorry. I suck at geography. Um, <laughs> thank you for that because yes, music. Uh, yes. So one of the other incredible things that Rethink Stigma is bringing to the forefront. So I think we're going to do our 
our bowl of no shame, if that's bowl okay. Of no and shame. then um, let our listeners know where they can find, where you, they can and, find you and to talk about your um, project that you're working on. So without <laughs> further ado, in our oh, food, Chinese food container. It's a beautiful container. Okay. <laughs> Who goes first? I wonder what was in there. Was there soup in there? Totally soup. Okay. Totally for extra ducks to us because sugar. Um, okay, who goes? You can go. I'll read it to you. You can read it. To okay, me. get ready because we're all going to be uh, answering. <laughs> Natasha's like, oh. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is a good one. All right, ladies, we'll, Rashida will answer first and then we will go over to you. Walking alone in a park on I a trail. I am not walking alone nowhere. <laughs> 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 That's just like me neither. Walking alone somewhere and you find a bag filled with money. What do you do? Count it. Okay. And then what? Make sure it's real. Uh -huh. Put it up to the light. Uh-huh. And walk home with it. Okay. 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 Or maybe Uber because uh -huh. now I can afford it. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> Ladies. I'm going to pick. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to keep going? You go. Go ahead. I'm going to say that was a good one. Count it. Uh huh. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, um, hold it up to the light, like she said. <laughs> And I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the bank with it, and then I'm gonna go and treat myself. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love it! I love it. Okay, Samantha. You know, I probably um, I probably see if I could find like a like a cop or somebody that I could maybe drop it off with, lost it down so nice. or something like that. Uh, I hate to be the goody two shoes here. Oh, okay, you haven't heard my answer yet. No judgment. No judgment. We're therapists. It's it's, it's a funny it's a funny um, premise because in I think seventh grade, I actually did, I was like, we had a silly little like middle school newspaper that I was on. I was stoked on it. it. Um, and I did a, a social experiment of that exact theme where I dropped a dollar on the entryway to the library and I hid and saw how many people would take it, how many people would like look around, ask mm -hmm. somebody. And I actually like studied that. That's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so Samantha is going to the cops. Okay. I feel like this is what I would do. Part of me wants to be like, oh, take the money and run. What's that song? I don't know, Christian, you know, what's that song? I don't know. I don't know who sings it, but whatever. Part of me feels like if I took the money and ran, I want to so badly. Like I want to go and buy myself a new wardrobe and get everything and a new car. But then the other, <laughs> the other paranoid part of me um, feels like I would be living my life like wait, wait for somebody to come knocking down my door, and I don't know well, how much money we talking. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. That is that, that is, is a good, good question. question. Yes, right. Then we talking about a whole lot of money. Like I've seen stories where there'd be thousands. I mean, right. Like, You're so right. Then that. Mm -hmm. I will, in a suitcase, I will try to find out whose it is because the other person who it belonged to might not be that nice of a person. Oh, yeah. We have other levels. <laughs> You're right, Natasha, and, and Christian's here saying, how much money are we talking about? That's the important mm -hmm. question. Well, nobody's well, going yeah, yeah, to miss Something. a few thousand, but when we get into the like, <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, like, oh, okay. expecting this. Yes, very fair. Okay, very Please show me a sign that, that you wanted me to have this. <laughs> I will say... I will say touche to both Natasha and Christian because that would affect my answer. So yes. Okay. Girl. All right. Uh oh. Oh gosh. Ooh. You did this one. 
Go ahead. I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Yes, okay. I'm listening. Are we ready? We're ready. If you could afford mm-hmm. plastic surgery, question mark. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's nothing else. Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is hell yeah. I want to be like, no, I love me just the way I am. But let me tell you, that person hasn't had a C-section. So I, <laughs> I would say that yes, hell yes. Um, I don't say no to it. I would absolutely entertain it if it felt good for me. Mm-hmm. If it was something that was like, you know, yes. Uh, and obviously no one else is going to chime in with C-section talk, but I will, <laughs> I will, I'm going to say that I would very much welcome pre-C-section body back. And mm-hmm. I would be absolutely open to a tummy tuck, but right now, Mama just doesn't have the time <laughs> to take off and recoup because that is a major surgery. Yeah. So yeah, I would just say that's my answer. Yes. Next, Rashida. Well, my answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because my back has friends. Oh. <laughs> you had too much. I love you so much. There's friends back there. Uh huh. I hear you. That I need have to the same go. Friends. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, all right. So we're talking about Miss Back and her. Yeah. Okay, so gotcha. I want to get rid of a couple of friends on my back. Okay. Okay. Ladies. <laughs> I would. I would say yes to. I'm not opposed to it, especially when you hear when you enter the world of motherhood and they have like, I forgot what they call them, but like mommy packages. Uh-huh. I forgot what they're called exactly. Uh-huh. But they go and they get their body back to pre-baby body. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I love being a mom, but yeah. you see those old pictures, mm-hmm. how that stomach is flat and then uh-huh. you know, just because you things was just different and sitting better and yep. Yep. smaller yeah. in certain areas. So I would, I, I would definitely do it. Okay. All right. Samantha. <laughs> Same, same on board. I'm also a C-section, a double C-section mom. Um, okay. I, I'm going to get real candid here. This is not going to look very professional, but please, um, you know, after breastfeeding, <laughs> Say it again. After breastfeeding uh, those, uh-huh. those boobs don't recover. You know, they lose, their, right. they lose their spunk. They uh, lose their spunk. They're like, sometimes they're, they're sad little empty change person. Sometimes let's be real. real. Very, they're real very talk. sad. Um, I wouldn't mind filling them up. <laughs> Their, their previous gusto. Yeah. <laughs> well said. I love it. Um, you know, gusto. Them off my hips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Good. Okay, so we're all on the same page there. <laughs> thank you for indulging us, ladies. Yes, um, thank you. So let us tell everybody here how to find Samantha and Natasha. Yes, yes. yes. Before I do that, um, please tell us about World Maternal Mental Health <gasps> webinar that you two are working on Ooh. May 6th. We can find information on their Facebook pages, LinkedIn, and on the website, which we are going to share with you. Ladies, can you give us a couple of words on, on what that is going to look like? Um, yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, yes, May 6th is maternal mental health, uh, World Maternal Mental Health Day, and May 8th, is it or May 9th? One of those days, whatever the following Sunday is, is Mother's Day. So mm-hmm. we really wanted to take this opportunity to talk to all you moms out there about your mental health to really open up a dialogue. A lot of kind of what the themes we've been talking about today, but more in depth, we're going to be providing you tips. We're going to be just opening up that conversation so that, you know, again, it's OK to not be OK as a mom. And that doesn't make you weak. That 
definitely doesn't make you a bad mom. Uh, and you deserve you time. Even though you're throwing your heart and soul into these kids and that's admirable and beautiful. <laughs> like Natasha said, you can't give from an empty cup. So yep, we need to take right, care yes. of ourselves as moms yep. before we can take care of others and in order to take care of others to the best of our ability. Yep. Um, so that's what it's all about. So it's gonna be yeah. a nice home conversation kind of like this. Love um, it. Tips and points and, and interactions with our, our audience. So please join be a nice time. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for that. And thank you for doing that. And thank you for being the vehicle that provides women all over everywhere, literally the world um, with this incredibly um, necessary knowledge and support. Yeah, you're so telling them you. that it's okay. Right? It is okay. It's okay. Yes. Um, so with that being said, we are going to tell you how to find Samantha and Natasha and Rethink Stigma. We'll also post something about it, you know, um, and when, when Rashida and I figure out how to do that, just kidding. Um, <laughs> so Rethink Stigma is on Instagram and on faith, Facebook, Facebook, on Facebook at, at Rethink Stigma. Uh, RethinkStigma.org is the website. Uh, on Facebook. Can we type that in the chat? Can we get that in the chat? Yeah, Christian, we can put that in the chat, Backstage right? Person. And also, um, <laughs> you can find Natasha. Um, it's at Natasha Nafrini, N-A-F-R-I-N-I. -I. We will post all of this stuff. And also, Natasha writes. Natasha writes, like she writes because she's a writer. NatashaWrites.info. Um, I'm sorry. And also, Natasha on Facebook is Natasha Writes M-K-E. Uh, tell me if I missed anything, ladies, feel free to shout it out. I'm fine being told I'm wrong. Um, so, so far we got you and huh, from the bottom of my yes, heart, yes. thank you both for sharing your story, for being so courageous and strong and empowered and intelligent and all <laughs> of these things. Thank you for giving us your time. Yes, yes. I mean, we are so appreciative to have you, you hear letting your voice, mm -hmm. you know, one, one person at a time, right? Mm -hmm. And there's someone out there who uh -huh. really connected with this. And Absolutely. So, it's sharing the love. Let's yeah. not be afraid. Let's yeah. not choose fear. Let's share the love instead. Let's tell our stories. Mm -hmm. Throw out that hand. I know I speak for my uh, soul sister over here, Rashida. Um, when I say we would love to have you back. <laughs> Yes. So many times yes. to keep this conversation going, and yeah. uh, we 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 know in our hearts that this is um, this uh, connection with rethink stigma was meant to be, and we hope to keep it this way. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Um, we will be posting this. You all know that you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. and iTunes. We will be up there. Um, please reach out. If anyone you know needs therapy and yes. are local to yes. New Jersey, reach out to the Empowerment Center, New Jersey. We are there. We are available and we are fantastic. And also, <laughs> yes. if you're looking for a special needs parent coach, yes. I'm the person. That is right. There is, there's no one better than this woman right here. And also, if you're looking for support, Rashida runs her support group yes, yes, as well yes. so, for parents of children with special needs. Yeah, we just did a little mm -hmm. uh, workshop yesterday, creating calm in a war zone. Love it. Mm -hmm. so if you have kids, it's a war zone. Love it. Another <laughs> very conversation. <laughs> Ladies, be well. Thank you, thank you. Thank and we you. will see you soon. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you, thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Deuces.
The Not Okay, It's Okay podcast includes casual conversations related to mental health, self-care, practical tips and resources, along with validation that not being okay is okay. You acknowledge and agree that the following warnings and disclaimers shall apply to all of our content. This podcast represents the opinions of Hillary Shear, LPC, and Rashida Cartwright, LCADC, and their guests to the show. The information provided is for informational purposes only, and we recommend that you consult with a healthcare professional for medical or mental health advice. The views and opinions expressed in the Not Okay, It's Okay podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. Do not use our content in lieu of professional advice given by qualified medical or mental health professionals. Always seek the advice of your own medical mental health provider related to your specific medical or mental health condition prior to implementing any recommendations or suggestions from using our content. Privacy is of great importance to us. That being said, all people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect patient confidentiality.